know. I can't believe these people don't need to do their Christmas shopping. Have you done your Christmas shopping? <clears throat> well, I don't Christmas shop. Uh, you I, leave it to somebody else in your house? Yeah, I just try to make sure that uh, <laughs> my wife does, you know, what she needs to do. But I don't go out. Do you I, buy I'm, her I, a Christmas gift? Um, she don't need no Christmas gift. I mean, every no. day is Christmas. Okay, my husband is across the room right there. Every day he asks me, what do you want? I say, all I want is a clean house and a yeah, little bit of peace. exactly. I don't need any more stuff. And you know what? It's amazing. Um, I, I think that's kind of where we've gotten off track in this country. It's too commercial. You know, it's good to give gifts, but, I mean, God gave us the greatest gift of all when he gave us his son. So that's, who, that's what we should be trying to grab onto. All right, let's jump from there. So when you did leave the National Football League, working in player development and player engagement, it was very important to you to start the Mel Blunt Youth Home. Can you tell us a little bit about that right now and why it's such a vital part of your life right now? Well, because as I mentioned earlier, I came from a large family. And when we were winning Super Bowls in the 70s, I had small kid nieces and nephews who, you know, down in Vidalia, Georgia, a little small town, they would go to school, and when I would come home, they'd tell their friends Uncle Mel was home, and the next thing you know, the, all these kids would be out there. And they would want autographs. They would want to throw the, throw the football to them. They want to take pictures. And this is the God's truth. It's like the Lord spoke to me and said, you can do more than sign autographs. And so we started helping kids. And the next thing you know, we started housing kids. And that was kind of the birth of the Mel Blunt Youth Home. And um, so we built that home down, this was in 1983. That you and built the home in Georgia. We built the home in Georgia. Uh, and I had actually um, started that whole mindset because I knew that was going to be my last year. In fact, Dan Rooney, Chuck Noll, Frank Ojo, all we had a lot of guys go down and we had groundbreaking ceremony. To, to put a building up down there. That's and how close you were to your teammates and your head coach and your owner. They yeah. all came down there. They all came. And that, you know, that's why what, what you see happening with the Steelers or what happened since the 1970s, there was, it was about more than just winning a championship. It was a, it was a, a cohesiveness of men who respected and loved one another and care for each other. And and so that that was the foundation of um, not just winning those Super Bowls, but what you see happening when Bill Cower came and not Mike Tomlin. So that that whole uh, foundation is still there. You know, everybody adds a little or... Why does that... We'll come back to the youth home, but really quickly. Why is it someone who was a, once a part of that organization... Does that matter to you so much, that that ethos, that that mindset, that that philosophy, we are more than just a place to go punch a time card? Why does that matter? Well, it matters because, you know, when you talk about an organization and, and its legacy, it's not just about one player. It's about that philosophy and, and you know, what, what that organization stands for, what it represents. And I can tell you right now, when the Steelers lose, 
I mean, it, it's something that touches my, my soul. I mean, I, I feel bad because they lost. And you have to really be in it to really understand it. So this and year is hard for you? You can't just let, rationally, logically say, okay, well, every no, organization it, sometimes needs to... No, because that's, that's not what winners... That's not how winners think. I mean, that, that's not what drives uh, perfection. You, you can't just accept it. Um, you know, it's, it's a part of, it's a reality, but then what you have to do is figure out how you fix it. And okay, we're going to come back to how you fix it. Let's just really quickly on the Mel Blunt Youth Home, though, because before we finish the year, I'd love people to know a little bit more about this. Yeah. How many, so you have the home in Georgia. You have one right here right. outside Pittsburgh. Right. How many young men do you think have been through both facilities? Both you know, that's a, good, that's a good question. I'm sure we had that information somewhere, but you're talking about since 1983 up until now, and, and I know just from being out there in Washington County, uh, we've been out there going on 30, 30 some years, so the number of kids, and let me just give you, kind of put things in perspective. Just two summers ago, uh, we had over 2,000 kids come through our program. Now, they wasn't staying there overnight, but these are kids that came out. We worked with them, day programs. Last year, um, the numbers dropped a little bit. Uh, the year we had COVID, uh, it, it almost shut everything down because, you know, nobody knew what COVID was. Um, there were all kind of um, precautionary measures put in place. But what we've been able to do with this Mel Blunt Youth Home and, and not a Mel Blunt Youth Leadership Initiative, which is, is a whole nother reach uh, for young people, uh, such as uh, dealing with kids' behavior and uh, partnering with uh, an organization like uh, Nexus Dental System to help kids uh, deal with sleep apnea, and and because we we found that 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 helps or it, it determines their behavior, so. There are a lot of things we're doing. And um, and you bring the Steelers rookies out every year. Every year, the Steelers. Uh, Is and there we one started that stuck this. with you? Is there one that <clears throat> didn't just come out his rookie year that has come back? Well, a lot of, a lot of guys have been involved in the, uh, in the organization. You know, whether they, you know, donate funds or whether they come to celebrity roast that we have every year so Troy Palomalu Troy Palomalu running out of time yeah Troy Palomalu this That's year this we're, year's yep well 2023 in May May 5th we'll be honoring Troy and that's can a the big, public buy tickets to that the public can buy tickets but I can I can tell you we are we're closer to sold out than we are selling tickets no you didn't invite me <laughs> why am I not invited well <laughs> I'm sure that we can make we can <laughs> Can you make room for me? <laughs> I'm sure we can we can figure that out, but but no, really, this whole thing about the uh, youth home and it's it's a part of who I am and what I wanted to do, and I and I I think it's been good for kids. We've reached a lot of kids, and we're going to continue to uh, work in that direction. When you think about the example that you were setting, you know, we have young Steelers players who on Monday 
heard from Mike Tomlin about the importance and the impact of the Immaculate Reception. These Steelers players have heard about the team in the 70s that set the standard for this organization. And you bring these guys out every year to show them there's more to being a Steeler than what you do on the field. Why is that so important that you show them, hey, in career, post-career, whatever it is, well, there is a responsibility <clears throat> attached to this. I think it's important because, number one, uh, when you're a young person coming out of college, uh, you know, you focus on your career. So now these guys are in the NFL. So now the, the, the question becomes, okay, what, what are my responsibilities? You know, you have responsibility to, you, to yourself, to your family, to your organization, and to the community. So, and that's why I'm happy to see a lot of players involved in the communities, whether it's giving away turkeys for Thanksgiving or giving away toys for Christmas, because they've, they've been blessed. And, you know, I think uh, when, you, when you reach out to help other people, then you're opening up doors for blessings for yourself and for the things that you want to do, uh, not only for your family, but for, for the community. And I can honestly tell you that I probably have gotten more, not materially or financially, but just from a self-satisfaction and a soul-pleasing uh, position and, and understanding and of, about who I am and really what my purpose. We all have a purpose, and I think the sooner we find that purpose, and start working towards it, then the happier we become as a person. What a perfect message for a holiday week as we look towards to Christmas and the new year to come. Mel Blunt, you are brilliant and tremendous in so many ways. Thank you so, so much for giving us an hour of your time tonight well, here. Thank you. It's good, good to be here. Well, I've it's enjoyed it. I'm glad. Maybe I'll get an invite to the Troy Palomalu Roast. <laughs> and to anybody, before you're finishing out your year, if you are so inclined, melblunt.org is a great place to check out what the Mel Blunt Youth Home is doing. And, Mel, will you be there Saturday night at Akershire Stadium? No. <laughs> <laughs> is it too cold for you? Well, first of all, uh, I... That's part of it, but I we had already said that we wouldn't be there because of family commitments. Okay. I mean, it's Christmas Eve, the kids, the grandkids. So, now if it was a one o'clock game, then yeah, maybe, but definitely won't be there Christmas Eve. But I am going to the uh, the uh, immaculate reception celebration uh, and paying tribute and respect to Franco. But uh, I won't be at the game, but it, I'll be in front of the television cheering for. Him. <laughs> <laughs> right. And do you, before we let you go, because we have to sign off, is there someone you're excited to see have a really big game? Well, I don't know if Pickett's going to play, but I would love to see. I, I just think he's, he's going to be a great player for us. Uh, if he plays, I would, I would love to see him have a big game. But if not, then I would like to see somebody at that position. <laughs> Have a big <laughs> Well, Mike Tomlin today said Kenny Pickett should indeed be playing. And okay. let me tell you, as a boy from New Jersey, as a young man from New Jersey, close to where I grew up, we are certainly rooting for him to yeah. have success. I, li I like him. I think, I think he's, he's showing so much uh, potentials, and I think he's the kind of guy you can build a uh, franchise yep. around. And he's a teammate. 
who you could say is a potential favorite teammate. Yeah, well, I think uh, let's just say that Kenny Pickett is the guy that we need. We need for him to be successful. And you heard that from Mel Blunt.